You could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us. And we appreciate that. So with that being said, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. And with that being said, welcome to another exciting episode of The Game Plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter, Alex Goodwin TSM. Yeah, that's Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in tacos, S as in sangria, M as in margaritas. Kendy Miller, my man, how are you feeling, dog? I'm doing great, especially after last night. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, finally, I have one prediction in these playoffs that has come that has come true. Because the rest of them didn't. Oh no, no, Boston, no. how'd that go work for you? Boston was supposed to win the championship. Uh, that's what I was saying for months. Um, let's keep thinking about it. Boston, uh, the Rockets. The Rockets were supposed to beat Golden State. Um, you they said the Spurs. You said my Spurs would beat the Nuggets. I did say the Spurs would beat the Nuggets. I told you you was wrong about that. I said the Nuggets would beat Portland. I I forgot the biggest one of them all. What did I say? The L.A. Lakers would be in the conference finals. And you know what? Boy, your predictions are cheeks. You know what? You can't even, like, and you can't tell me that that Portland team in the conference finals was better than the Lakers. Like, you can't tell me the Lakers wouldn't have put up a better fight. They would have put up a better fight to a better L. Yeah, that they would have still lost, yeah. A competitive L. But they definitely wouldn't have got swept. And not being up by 17 in the last three straight games. I mean, that was... That was horrendous. It was very sad to watch. No KD, and they just like it's like it's like they sit in the locker room, and every third quarter is like, all right, let's play for real now. Let's play for real. No, that's literally what they do. Like, but that's what they've done for like the last two years. Golden State's like, okay, give us your best shot. Let's see how you play, and then it's like, okay, we flip the switch because they literally can flip the switch, except against Toronto. It's too much length. It's literally too much length. Rod Mateer is also with us, man. How you feeling, dog? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling really good today. So, NBA Finals are underway. Toronto, Golden State. Predictions for the series. Kennedy, I heard you've been kind of on both sides of the fence on this. You know, you finish. Is this true? Depending on KD's health. I don't think Golden State can beat Toronto without Kevin Durant. There are reports now that Kevin Durant might come back for games three or four, looking maybe more like game four. If KD is not healthy, I don't think Golden State is winning this, primarily because Andre Iguodala is not healthy as well. Andre Iguodala is more of a factor to this series than Kevin Durant because Kevin on the court – is just iso ball. And what is Kawhi good at? Defending people who hold the ball for a long time. So do you really want who who are you gonna trust? K D or Kawhi? I'm trusting K D. I'm trusting Kawhi. Why? Because Kawhi has shut down everyone he's played. You're not gonna shut down Kevin Durant. He's gonna limit. Yeah. You can only merely hope to contain a guy like that. Yeah, Kevin you Durant. can only merely the the reason I say that they need K D is because we look what happened last night. With Iguodala on the floor, you just put Kawhi on Iggy, and it's like, all right, well, we're not worried about him, so Kawhi's going to help off everywhere. He's going to play in the passing lanes, and he's going to make their defense a lot more lethal than it already is. Like, their, de- like, their rotations last night were amazing. Steph is going to put up numbers regardless. 
But as long as Iggy's on the floor, we're not worried about him. We're not worried about Kevon Looney. We're not worried about Draymond Green. Quinn Cook. Quinn, Quinn Cook. You Like, you have to get a hand up. Quinn Cook, actually, he played pretty well. And so did Looney. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. But Steph and Clay, if KD's not on the floor, it's easier for a Raptors team like that filled with a lot of vets with playoff experience to key in on those guys. The Raptors are really long. So no matter who you run out there, if 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 Kawhi is forced to stick KD solely, you still have to deal with a six nine Pascal that can switch and guard a Clay with ease, and then you still have true bigs on the team like Serge or Marcusall uh, that can check a Draymond, a Kevon Looney, all those guys with no problems. The only one person that is free to run around right now is gonna be your Steph. Because they just don't have enough uh, defense for guards, like quick guards. That's their that's their one fault. Kyle Lowry is slow, so chasing Steph all day is not going to work. Fred Van Fleet, as good as he is, he's not above average defender. Great game from Fred yeah. last night. And I think the biggest thing was, I think in last night and going forward, what does Toronto get from people not named Kawhi Leonard? Right, I think that's going to be the most important thing. Siakam gave him thirty two. Gasol had 20, 20, I believe. Kualiner gave him 20. Vlan Vliet had 15 off the bench. They're going to have to have an effort like that, like an all-around team effort from everybody. Like, Kualiner's not going to be able to just put up 45, 46 points. I think that's going to get it done. And everybody else just combines to score 45 points themselves. Because Golden State, and I texted you last night, Kennedy, I want to say it was the middle of the second quarter. I want to say – Golden State was shooting under 40%. They turned the ball over 10 times. And I was like, and I was wrong about this. I said, Golden State's probably going to win this game. Because most times, if if Golden State's not playing particularly well, and they're turning the ball over, and turning the ball over throughout this five-year dynastic run that they've had, that's been their biggest issue. They get themselves in trouble when they turn the ball over. And I want to say, at the time, Toronto's only leading by like five or six. I said, if you have Golden State not playing Golden State level basketball, you gotta have you gotta be up 15, 16 points. You gotta stretch this thing out. Cause if you leave them in striking distance, they're gonna cause serious problems. Now I don't think they're gonna be as sloppy as they were last night going forward. They had a, I want to say a 10 day layoff between the end of that Portland series and last night. Right. So once they kind of get back in the groove of playing, especially when they go home to Oakland after game two for I mean, for game three next Wednesday. We're going to see how this looks. Overall, I'm going to go Golden State in six here. I think Durant comes back for three and four. I think for Toronto to win this series, they have to win the first two. Have to win the first two. Golden State, these guys are champions. They've come from behind 3-1. They've blown a 3-1 lead themselves. And they've won a game seven on the road, won a game six on the road. Like, they've done this before. A team like Golden State, I think, can win anywhere. And I think Toronto's going to have to win these first two to have a shot to do this. I think they're going to end up splitting these first two at home. I think Golden State finishes this in six. I mean, that, that's a fair prediction. My thing is, to your point, um, it's it's really all about everybody else. Pascal Siakam is not going to put up 32 in probably any more games. Like, the stat line he put up is, like, he's the sixth player to do that. Ever. Ever. And it's like the rest of those guys that put him up, like LeBron, KD, like 
Kobe, Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame players. So it's like Siakam's not going to have that game. But your role players will have to play a pivotal role because Kawhi Leonard had a tough time last night. He had, I mean, he had a tough time. He got a lot of points on free throws. He's hurt. He's definitely He might be hurt, but he was having a tough time. And somebody tweeted it, and I couldn't agree more. I don't like to just throw LeBron out there just like that, but uh, what? The way we see, like, Golden State was playing Kawhi the exact same way they play LeBron. And LeBron knows what to do in every situation. There were times out there where Kawhi did not know what to do. He didn't have a move to go to. And I I remember at this point last year, LeBron had put up a 50. Like, he had played the perfect game against them. One of the greatest finals games we've like, ever watched. He had played the perfect game. Kawhi played, he played good. But if you're saying somebody is the best player in the world, I was more impressed with Siakam last night. Then I was the star player. If I can interject. The problem with Kawhi last night is this. He had five days. So, he got hurt, what, game three last series? Believe so. Got injured or whatever, game three last series. But if you're playing off of every other day running back-to-back, your adrenaline still has time to just, like, force you to recover. Those five days hurt him. So now, after sitting for a few days, it's hard to just get up and go full speed. So we didn't see the best version of Kawhi. So someone had to step up. And thankfully, Pascal did. But the the true, the true test of the series is going to be, can Kawhi regain that energy from last series? Because he was hobbled. And, like, there were offensive possessions where Kawhi sat in the corner with his hands on his shorts, and we never see that. Well, he, he didn't play 20 games this year. He was resting all year. Like Never played back-to-back. Never played back-to-back. He averaged, go, even going back to the San Antonio days, he averaged 32 minutes a game. Yeah, like he's never he's had been to play playing, this much basketball. He's been playing since high school. 39 minutes. And so what's why I think Toronto can win is because of their defense, but what's going to force uh, the issue either way is how Kawhi responds in game two health-wise. Because Golden State is going to come out firing. Like, I, I think game two, they might run them out the spot. If they're, not, if they're not careful, they will get run out the spot. And by the way, just throwing this out, out there, DeMarcus Cousins has lost so much money. Oh. He has lost so much money. Can we pour some out for DeMarcus Cousins? Over these past Damn. two years. Because last night, they brought him off the bench. And I wasn't even afraid. Like, I, I wasn't even like, oh, that's Book. That is DeMarcus Cousins. That's not Boogie no more. He that's just DeMarcus. No more. That's just DeMarcus. He literally looked like a glorified Andrew Bogut. Like, he made – that's what <laughs> wow, he looked like. Wow. You know what? It, it, the reason I just did that, it hurts me to hear you say that, but damn it, you're not lying. It, like, the worst part of it is I think he may end up going down. This is really – I hate it. In that Grand Hill, Penny Hardaway, I, uh, Derrick Rose type of cat. Like, yo, <laughs> supremely talented, but what ended up derailing that career was injuries. Because he, cause he blew a tire in the middle. And we think about it, that was like a month ago. Right. Like a, he six weeks ago. A month. Yeah. Like, that was not a terribly long time ago in a terror quad. Most times, people, if people terror quad, they're gone for a long, long, long time. So he didn't. 
I do feel bad. I feel really bad for him because he's never going to get that, get those max Yeah, he's dollars. not going to get that max money. I don't feel bad because Boogie told us a bold-faced lie. I agree. Boogie came out of New Orleans Which camp lie? and said, no one offered me, so I'm going to Golden State for the league minimum. False. He took $5 million. Like it took five minutes. I was he, like, "Come on, Boogie." He said, "I'm Come going on. to Golden State because they're the only teams who offer me." And New he Orleans said he called out. them. That's he the, said, "I Boogie called Golden State." Them. And New Orleans was like, "Nah, big fella, we offered you like two years, forty mil." You said, "No." So now, because you are a, essentially ring and clout chasing. And then you just can't recover at all. Ever you come back from the Achilles, and then you get hurt again. Here's what I will say: Golden State was the best place for him to go to rehab. Yeah, because they low pressure. They, there was no pressure. They didn't need him, and you know they're gonna make a deep playoff run. So if you're chasing that max, you're gonna get those playoff games to show off your skill. He just tore quad in game two, and then in the first game in the finals. You know, eight minutes. You know, he just he just made good passes. He was out there. The offense kind of ran through him a little bit. He just made some good passes, but he's not the 25, 30 point bully in the post kind of do it all big that he used to be. I mean, I'll say this because it's so early in his recovery. Right. Because it's early. Right. He's he's far from full health. Yeah. He's going to have some good games to be played, I, I believe, in this finals. But if I'm Steve Kerr, and I need another big off the bench besides Kevon Looney. Looney. Oh, th- Kevon Looney is your best big. Kevon Looney is about to get a lot of money this summer. They said they're going to keep he him. He should not. They said they, they said they're going to. A lot of teams are going to be inquiring about Kevon Looney. Orlando's going to give him $60 million. Somebody, like, he's going to get the Festus Azealia effect. anybody's going to give him this unnecessary money, it's definitely Orlando. They are the kings of paying. Bigs. I mean, unnecessary. Didn't they pay up Bismack Biombo like $45 million? Bismack did nothing. He had two good games against Cleveland and got broke off. They have Aaron Gordon wrapped up, and all he was was a poor man's Blake Griffin. That's true. That's, yeah, yeah, he was a poor man. Vucevic was on there for a max deal at the time when he came up. Like, they just give money to big men. And they had Surge. They had Surge, Bismarck, Vucevic. That's how Surge got to Toronto. Because <laughs> they, 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 him for they paid him so much money, and yeah. he wasn't producing. So, there's like, Toronto's like, hey, we got to get rid of T. Ross. And Orlando's <laughs> like, come on, we love a bad contract. <laughs> but, so, Ryan, do you have a prediction? Who you going with in this series? Oh, I'm for sure going with Toronto if Kawhi recovers. I'm going Raptors in six. And I'm a You sure about this? I, I'm sure. I think like you can't you said, change after game two. Raptors in six. Blown. That's right. it. I think it's they're gonna, gonna split. Take. We got this? Yeah. We, okay. we we need this. They're gonna split the first four games. It's gonna be two two going into game five. Okay. Game five is the pivotal game. I say the Raptors are going to steal one in Golden State. Or wait. No, that's back in Toronto. I say the Raptors are going to win back at home. And then they're going to steal one on the road in Oracle to win it. What if it's home home? What do you mean? What if no home team loses? I mean, either way, I, I think they're going to be 2-2. Two, two, and then here's the Raptors. The, here's the problem with that theory. If no home team loses in the first four. Right. And we get to game five. That's coming off Golden State with two games of momentum. 
with KD back. But you're going back to Toronto with KD back. You still. Yeah, no, I'm still I'm, Toronto. No, I'm, I'm but still. I know you like the waiver based on circumstances. That is not true. <laughs> that's not true. You Toronto now, but if KD come back and bust them for fifty, because you're like, that's such, ah, that's, that's such a big spot. if though. Because KD, KD was playing incredible basketball. He's about to flip. He, KD was playing incredible basketball for Golden State Raptors in six. I'm I'm calling it. So. Let me again. I'm messing with you now. Oh, I of, got all, you. of all your predictions, this over the last month or something that we have on tape, I wish we could just run the tapes back and just. I, but I, I didn't do very I much preparation for the show today. Uh, how confident do you feel, one to ten, in this prediction? It, oh, in my Raptors prediction? Yes. Oh, definitely less than five. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a it's about a three or four. But look, the Raptors, like. Like I was saying earlier this year, I felt any team that was coming out of the East was going to push Golden State. I felt like that was going to be Golden State's toughest matchup if they got past Houston. Because all four of those teams, I felt, were built to play against a Golden State-type team. Even if you go Philly with all the bigs that they have and the scores that they have, and then you got Boston, um, and then Milwaukee, and and then Toronto. I thought all of those teams were well-equipped to play a Golden State team in the finals. Philly is a heartbreak. I told everybody they were supposed to be incredible on as, paper. As long as Ben Simmons can't shoot the ball, there's only they have their ceiling is really finite. Won't shoot. Can't pro- shoot, won't can't shoot. Can't shoot, won't shoot. Giannis at least takes like three games. Yeah, three he tries a game. Like I'll say this, like the biggest problem in Philadelphia why they didn't fire Brent Brown, I don't know. But like you gotta keep you gotta keep him for for staying ah, because any coach you mean suffering through what he's any suffering. coach that's willing to put like three hundred losses on his record like over those years is like okay well once we get good we gotta give you like a yeah, good enough team but at this point now to see. we've I think what they're trying to do now is give him a full year with we don't know if Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler are gonna be back all right right we don't know that yet I assume one of them is gonna be back right I'm assuming neither you wanna know I why think, because Philly is Philly is pushing the narrative of this is Joel and Ben's team. And, yes, you guys are superstars in your own right, all-stars in your own right. But just know your stop gaps until they develop. Why would I stay and sign a three- or four-year deal to be a stopgap while you wait for Ben to develop a jumper or Joel to finally be healthy enough to play a whole season? I think just that's a somebody, fair point. I think fair somebody point. somebody's gonna overpay for Tobias Harris. Probably Brooklyn. I, I think somebody is going to. I don't know. He would be a great fit in Brooklyn though. He would because all Brooklyn needs is an extra scorer on the wing to help D'Angelo keep the offense yeah, going. I mean that's a fair point. And as far as Jimmy goes, I think he's looking to make that money. And I, I think he's looking at a team like Brooklyn or maybe the Clippers, and those two teams don't call him. Initially, because they're trying to get the other Kawhi big name free agents, as they should. They don't call him initially. Come on down if, to LA. If I'm the Clippers, I'm straight to Jimmy. Don't, don't know. Yeah, come on down to LA, Jimmy. You'll you take the you challenge. Play, play for the Lakers? Yeah. Play for that. You know, we got to go to break. And play for that dumpster fire of an organization. He's going to take the challenge of playing with LeBron, and that's all we need. Yeah. You know what? Jimmy Buckets. <sighs> you know what's going to happen? Kennedy, well, the night free agency 
opens up. We gonna have to do a show. Last year we did it, the free agency bonanza. You know they they pushed the day back now. They, they did. That's great. They did. They did. And so we, I have got to be. We have got to be in the studio recording when during during free agency as it opens up. That's fine wanna, by me. Because I almost want to see your your joy or more probably more probably it's gonna be sadness they're disappointment gonna strike out and despair. I'm a Lakers fan with him. I know they're gonna strike out. No, but this isn't like okay. If I was being unrealistic, like saying like KD's gonna come, like this has actually been reported now. now like I'm not. No, I know you're not being. Uh, what I'm saying is, for me, logically speaking, a few years back, the Lakers couldn't get Lamarcus Aldridge to take oh. that damn money. They couldn't get Carmelo Anthony to take that damn money. LeBron James showed up in LA because I think more than anything, this is about him wanting to get his movie thing rolling. And playing for the Lakers is really secondary to his whole plan. LeBron going to LA. Is about this meme that we've seen on Instagram retweeted 52 times in the last two hours. That's LeBron to LA is about Bronny playing for a top high school out there. Bronny going to Crossroads is huge because Crossroads is a good school. Bronny now transferring to Sierra Canyon and then you add Dwayne, uh, Zaire Wade and some more 2022-2023 recruits. Oh, that's the only reason Brian's there. Because Bronny's not going anywhere in Ohio playing high school ball, doing well. He wasn't sending him to St. V's. You're not sending him to St. Vincent. (laughs) LeBron didn't want to go to St. Vincent. I think you just, at this point, I mean, those are valid arguments. They couldn't get LaMarcus. They couldn't get anybody back. They couldn't get Greg Monroe. They got stuck with damn Lou Aldang and Timothy Mozgov. They couldn't get Greg Monroe. So, I, but this is the difference is is the name that you just mentioned. They're not just on the phone with these guys. LeBron has already contacted them. Guys too. don't want to play if with LeBron. LeBron could, I almost said the n word. If LeBron couldn't get people to be in Space Jam with him, he got people to come to Cleveland with him. Hey man, he got if old people, people to come to Cleveland. Okay, if you can get senior old people, citizens, that's fine though. That's fine. ARP member. And he's gonna get Jimmy Butler, who feels disrespected by not being called by any of the other teams because they're calling the big names. First of all, also Kobe is recruiting. If, oh, if hell, Kobe's the worst recruiter you can have. Kobe's trash because all Kobe's gonna tell you is you gotta live up to the Lakers. Well, Lakers. let's remember now, all of these players grew up, and their favorite player, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. No doubt. All I'm saying is, if I'm Jimmy B. You know the perfect team for Jimmy? It's Los Angeles. Clippers. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Because that's a defensive-minded team who are playoff ready, and they just need somebody who in the fourth quarter can go get a bucket. The Lakers are playoff ready. The Lakers are dysfunctional as hell. We're going to leave it right there. When we come back on the other side of the break, the Houston Rockets disappointed Kennedy and the rest of Houston, they ain't disappointing me because I didn't expect much from them. But they're trying to make some changes. We're going to discuss the Rockets coaching staff changes. And apparently, everybody except James Harden is on the trading block. We're, just, we're going to discuss all that and a whole lot more on the other side of the break. Don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the game plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter 
Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's Alex Goodwin TSM. Follow the show on Twitter. Game plan TSM. T as in Tomball, S as in San, M as in Marcus. Kennedy, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore underscore Kennedy. Like the former president and like the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. Ryan, you want any social medias of any kind? Let the folks know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at RJ Drums. That's R J D R U M S Drums. <laughs> Not like anything other than I play the drums. <laughs> okay. That works. That works. So the Houston Rockets have continually been a topic of conversation, even though they've been out of playoffs for all, almost nearly a damn month. Right. Uh, all the assistant coaches have been fired. Mike Day, Mike D'Antoni's extension. Those conversations have ceased, and everybody, not named James Harden, is available via trade. Right. Right. <sighs> Two problems here. Well, mainly one problem. This team is really maxed out on how much better they can get. Right. Mainly because you have $115 million wrapped up in five guys. One of those guys is 35 years old, right? You have $17 million committed to Clint Capella, and he can do nothing at this point apparently but dunk the basketball. You ask him to dribble, you ask him to do a post move, he's going to fall down and have to pass. Eric Gordon's over 30. James Harden turns 30 in August. Um, Gerald Green's 32. P.J. Tucker's 33. They have no draft picks. Like, where do you manufacture any kind of upgrades here, right? Like, Gerald Green comes off your books, but he's a cheap guy. I would suggest they re-sign Austin Rivers, but again, I think they only have, like, the $6 million mid-level exception to offer him. And Juan Sherman's free agent, Fareed's a free agent. Like, how do you fill out the rest of your roster with minimal cap space and no draft picks, which are cheap players? First of all, I think the main thing we need to focus on is that maybe we should stop calling Daryl Morey a genius because everything you just said doesn't sound genius. We don't have any draft picks. I'm saying we because I'm a, I live in Houston. I'm not a Rockets fan, but I okay. live here. So I have to say we. We don't have any draft picks in a draft full of Fill your roster, guys. Role, good, solid role players. Everybody in this draft could give you 10 years in the league off the bench. We don't have any picks, and our money is tied up in people that who wants them. They aren't trade bait. They aren't anything. They're just people. Why is Daryl Morey still considered a genius? Because there is no flexibility for this team. Because for... These past two years, they have had the second best team in the NBA, and it's not this. It's not the best team. It's not the NBA champs, and so they like like we've said, they've reached their ceiling. I don't know any more ways to maximize the most out of this roster. They just can't beat Golden State. They well, can't. Oh, okay. Well. Daryl Moore is still not a genius because, like I said, we, we have no way to build from here. 
Right. But, but Danny uh, Ainge is a genius because is he? Boston has reached their ceiling for that team and they have flexibility. They still have draft picks. Yeah. They still have ways to improve. Houston has no real way to improve right now. The people that you are tied to that you think could help the team, we have no true way of signing them. Like, you just don't. Like, the team is deep right now until the league year ends. And then it's like, what do we do with this core group that's on the books? And that that's what happens when you are you spend multiple years in a row trying to win championships. You saw it with those Miami teams with LeBron. They're going to reach a point where they can't really get that much better because – we're trying to win championships, so everything is about win now. We don't care about draft picks. We're going to sign extra players and go over the over the luxury tax to keep those guys. You saw it in Cleveland with LeBron James. We're going to do all these things to try and keep winning. And well, then at some point, it's going to be a wall. The, the problem with the Rockets, they didn't win championships when, when they hit this wall. They never made it to the finals. They never made, made it to the finals. But they were the second best team in the NBA with the moves that they made. If I'm Tillman, not only is D'Antoni's contract on the line, so is Daryl Morris. No, I I think they're a package deal. Y'all both have a year to prove yourselves. They're a package deal because they both play to an analytic style. And that's what this whole team is built on. So, I think if you let the coach go and – I really hate it. They, they fired the associate head coach. The defensive coordinator? The defense coordinator. The man was retired, okay? He retired at the beginning of the year. Came then back because it was so bad. You were the ninth seed, so you begged him to come back. And now you fired him. And he's like, come on, man. Like, I, I didn't even want to be here in the first place. But, I, I, like, Clint Capella, Chris Paul, it's really tough to be tradable assets when the last time that we've seen you guys, you either look too old too slow, or too incompetent to play against the Warriors. So why would I take on the big contracts that either of those two have for – because I don't see a contending team taking it on. So if I'm a team that's filled with young guys, why would I want Chris Paul? Especially when if you're a young team, potentially a Phoenix or somebody like that, that $35 million I'm going to pay Chris Paul could be used to sign – to get a max player that's – much younger, right? Or to fill my roster with you know other quality rotation pieces and role players. And the better question is, what am what am I giving you for them? Like I'm taking on all that money. What am I gonna give like, you? Like exactly. Like it would do, do Rockets, nothing but help other teams. Like, do the Rockets expect to get back serious young that's players? The, that's the great picks? question. Like what? Like this is almost like use a metaphor here. We all used to be young children at the lunch table, right? Right. We used to trade snacks, right? Right. You know that one kid who had like raisins and bananas. I ain't no. You trying to trade me raisins and bananas for two things of Oreos? Yeah, that it's not. It's not a solid deal. It Chris Paul is the bananas. We don't want that. We need some food that's nasty. It's gonna rot my teeth. And you trying to trade me this? You're like, nah, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. The nah, thing bro, with this the really Rockets. Not. The thing with the Rockets is we've been down this rabbit hole ever since the Chris Paul trade. It's been down, it's been a downward slope since then. Jerry West is a genius because the pieces we gave up to get Chris, 
have developed into some really nice pieces. Lou Will is a bucket. Pat Bev is one of the top defensive point guards in the league. Uh, Montrez Harold, who was was not even a rotational piece for the Rockets, has developed into a true big man for Energy. the Clippers. But he's gonna have a ten year career, just like just mind you, he's already at like year five year or three or four. I think he's four. No, he was he was like two years with the Rockets, and maybe oh yeah, maybe four. Let's look. Montrez has been here for a minute. Right. And he's just now being able to play and come to his prime. So his prime is going to stretch longer. Right. And you traded all these young pieces. Look, Lou Will's not young. And, yeah, you got E. Gordon. Oh, he just finished his fourth year. He just finished the fourth year? He averaged 16.5 points a game. And off the bench, by the way. But like, Montrez was good in Houston, and we didn't he even, never got like, I don't think run. any of us even noticed that, like, regular season-wise. That's, those are numbers he put like, up. He put up 18, in the, 18, in, 18, 5, and 2 in the playoffs. My thing with, like, with the Rockets is, as a LeBron fan with seeing competing teams, this is not the first time that we've been down this road before. The only thing that we can say is, We've had an escape because LeBron left those teams when they reached that point. So you didn't stick that stick around the next year to be like, oh, what could really happen? LeBron is that dude who will date you for three years and make you think you're getting a ring. And then as soon as you show your crazy side one time, he's out the door. I mean, it. I'll say this. Depending on how crazy a person is, some people's crazy is going to make you be like, hey. Peace. Yeah, for like some people that's enough. LeBron has dipped on so many people when they thought they had him. I mean, the wild thing about LeBron is, if you really think about it, the three times he's like kind of moved, goes to Miami, goes back to Cleveland, goes to LA. Two of those three moves had nothing to do with basketball. Well, he goes to Cleveland. It was not about. It was returning home. This was going to the crib. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean like this. This was going home. This had less to do with you know. I'm here to. I mean, of course, the the entire goal is to win, right? Yeah. But he went to Miami with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, like to win a championship. So, like his him going to Miami was kind of like me going to gra- being in graduate school. I'm at UNC not because I love the place. This is a it is a business relationship, plain and simple. With LeBron, that is a Miami was a business relationship. Like the problem with LeBron is he's a leave you at the altar type of guy because LeBron gets to the finals and then decides. uh same way well, for me no it's more. because what he said when you got engaged still needs to happen when we get to the altar so he told the teams that he was he and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh that they were looking at in free agency their rules were this as long as we're here you're going to have to spend money over the luxury tax you're going to have to keep paying out of your own pocket to make sure that we're competing and you're going to have to like we're going to still need guys and 2011, once they lost to Dallas, they went out, they spent money, they got Shane Battier. The next year, then they got Ray Allen. Mike Miller. That last year, the Heat were the oldest team in the NBA. And they were like, we're not spending no more money. So, Braun was like, I did. First of all, I want to be in Cleveland because I want to do this in Cleveland. I go to Cleveland. Hey, I I can do what I want. I don't have to be here, but I got one of these. And none of y'all do. So first, let me bring Mike Miller and James Jones because they know how, what to do to win too. Then y'all gonna spend some money too. And at first, the owner said, "We gonna spend all the money you want, LeBron." 
We gonna resign J.R. Smith. We gonna uh, resign Tristan Thompson. Amon Shumpert, bad, bad contract, bad contracts and all. We gonna do it. And then Dan Gilbert say we not spending. No I think more it was money. more so along the fact of that team was starting again, starting to like age, age wise and salary wise, they hit the wall. They peaked. Like and so there wasn't any better they were going to be able to get, especially without Kyrie Irving there. And that's the issue, the biggest and issue. And then they fired their their general manager. And Kyrie Irving requested yeah. a trade. Yeah. Then there was all of that. Like, I'm thinking in my head with, with Houston, especially with a guy like Dan Tony, right? Because they cut off contract negotiations, right? Which means Dan Tony's going to go into this year as a lame duck. Mm-hmm. We saw what Dan Tony has done. <laughs> Dan Tony has quit every other job he's been at. He quit New York and he quit in uh, Phoenix. Like, he ain't, about, he ain't about to fire him. I quit. And truth be told, if he quits this job, I ain't going to be but so mad at him because you, like, I think we might have talked about it a few months ago when I said if this Rockets team doesn't win, the the, the move is to fire the coach. Right. And because they're, how much better do you get than James Harden at, at the two? You're not going to get rid of the player. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like, but I mean, like, player-wise, there's only right. but so much better you can get. Can you get better at Chris Paul as your starting point guard at this point? Yes. yes. I Like, definitely you can get better than Chris Paul as your starting point guard. Right, but everywhere else on your roster with the, just salaries and everything else, there's only but so much better you can get. The only thing you can really change and not be a big financial burden is your head coach. We saw this in Golden State when they changed coaches. We saw this even if you're going to football with uh, Dungy and Gruden. And I think that damn Super Bowl has given John Gruden a level of cachet it never should have. I mean, but, now we're seeing it with Nick Nurse and Dwayne Casey. Yeah, like there's a cap on some of these teams, right? You know, I think with Nick Nurse, this has much more to do with Kawhi Leonard no, showing I, up. I totally agree. Than anything else. But uh, let's, not, let's not disrespect Nick Nurse. Um, oh, no. He's a solid coach. I don't think I, he's a great coach. I think he's a high. I think he's a I think he's a good coach. I think he made some adjustments in the Milwaukee series. Some which were fairly obvious. Like, hey, let's put Kawhi on Giannis. Like, let's do that. I don't know why they were doing it from the start. I think Dwayne Casey. They were, they were trying to uh, follow the scouting report, which Boston followed, which is put your big man on Giannis to put, put a, a body, body on him. Put a body yeah, on him. I get that. Which, as a head coach, that's what you do. I mean, but if I got, like, a dominant defensive wing in Kawhi Leonard, and see, I can put him on anybody. The thing with Toronto, they were about to hit that championship contending ceiling. Like they was, did, there was there with was DeMar, nowhere else they DeMar, could. There was nowhere else they could go. I don't think until, Nick Nurse gets enough uh, credit because it was two moves that made, that happened that all season. It was Nick Nurse coming in, and it was Kawhi coming in. So right, we always gonna look at player first. But what did Dwayne Casey do? He was a coach of the year last year. Like they had two. They won sixty the ball games. Fired right because they were like. As championship contenders, they hit their wall. Like, they couldn't get any better. And then they get a blessing in disguise by Kawhi saying, I don't want to be here no more. I want to get traded. Bye, DeMar. I mean, Bye. so. And now the, now the ceiling just opens up I again. wish they would have traded Kyle. <laughs> you know, San I mean, Antonio not taking that. No, we wouldn't have. I not with John they would have taken Kyle. But, so, with Houston, are there any moves they can possibly make? Free agency-wise, like, who could Houston potentially target that's, you know, the only way. low budget, but that, no, because I think Houston, because I think they get, I don't know if Amon Shummer's going to come back. So that, Amon Shummer frees up $11 million. Um, let's look. 
let's look right here on spot rack. Montrever gives him eleven million. Gerald Green's is unrestricted. That's twelve million. Austin Rivers they signed him for a million dollars, so that's about thirteen, fourteen million dollars. Uh, Fareed was on for about six hundred eighty thousand, so about roughly fifteen million dollars to play with. No draft picks. You got fifteen million to deal with. Like that, that they has be wrapped a, up in one player. Yeah, I was about to say Nene has an option. I think the Nene has a player option, so which means for three million dollars, which means he's taking that three million, three point eight million dollar option. Yeah, he's not getting uh, more than that nowhere else. He's gonna no if he leaves Houston, he getting vet minimum. Yeah, so with that, who can possibly right? Chris Middleton's out of the question. He ain't signing for fifteen million. dollars I got a player, but who's your player? Well, who I got? don't not signing, but I think a guy that has been leaked. To several contenders over the past couple of years, okay, because he's been in a bad situation. Again, I don't know how much is going to make them better, but it's a move they can make. Kevin Love. Hmm. Kevin Love is cool, but he's no been one's taking on. Capella. He's been leaked to Houston and OKC the past couple of years. Both teams that need a spacing, spacing, and a a, a big shooter um, outside of the paint. And so I think if you bring in a guy like Kevin Love, I don't know if that makes you that much better, but I think it gives you kind of like a better version of Ryan Anderson that they first had the first year with Mike D'Antoni. Okay, okay I see that. I and, see that. you know, somebody else that can, that can space the floor for James but also can create his own offense down in the, in the post. Okay, so my, my thing with – I would say you're right because I, I didn't think of Kevin Love. I would say more along the lines of maybe a wing. Right. A wing player. And that would, a wing would be ideal. Like – they need wings. Right. They need wings, and especially because Gerald Green is wildly unreliable. Uh, Kevin Love – the problem with Kevin Love is Kevin Love gives you more of the same. Kevin Love is 30 years old. Right. And, like, can he shoot the basketball? Yes, he can. But you're already – this team is already getting up there in age, like, precipitously. Right. They need a guy under 20, under the age of 25, I mean, 26. but you, you're looking – when you look at championship teams, I mean, there are some young guys – but they're dominated by vets. Like, oh yeah, there's a reason LeBron like the the Laker move was questionable because because every team that he's won with has been veterans. Hell, they put Richard Jefferson in the starting lineup <laughs> when they won the 2016 Finals. They did. You know, like it for like young guys are cool. House was cool in the regular season for them, and then game two of the playoffs played himself right out the rotation. Played himself right out of the rotation. We didn't see House ever, ever again. again. <laughs> like you're right. But the deal is when you're – if you're going to be older, these contracts these guys are on are, that's just true. are pretty – That's the hard part. Big. Like, I think this may be the last – I think he may be an unrestricted free agent this year. Who? Oh, no, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Kevin Love just signed a four-year, $120 million oh, yeah, extension. Yeah. He did just sign an extension. So, he just got – he got the extension last July. $120 million. So, he would be on – Next year he's gonna get paid twenty eight million dollars. You have to that thirty one. You have to that thirty one million dollars. You have to that twenty eight million. So that's the deal he's got, right? So if he's gonna get paid that amount of money for the at the age he's at, I don't think that's that's a, a, a feasible contract for them to put him on. Right. So other than Kevin Love, I don't really know anybody that the Rockets could really go after or 
maybe try and trade for? You know, does Mike Conley change the needle? No. I See, I mean, and he, at, at the price, again, he's going to be on for an insanely high price. But the people that you're trading are high-priced guys too. I mean, but how much does – like, the problem with Chris Paul would be, like I said, are we trading one old point guard – for another old, and that's what I'm saying. Like, does he does he change the needle? I don't I don't know where you go because Kyle's gone for 32 next year, and he has a player option in 2021 for 34 million. What is Chris on? Chris Paul's on the four for 154. So per year, he's like at 32. Let's see. Chris Paul is on per year next year. He's making 38 million dollars. In 2021, at his age 35, he's making $41.35 million. Yeah, no one's taking that contract. And that final year of his contract, just go ahead and take a deep breath. You make, thank God you guys are sitting down. 45. 44.2. Come on now. That's insane. Like, And so that's the thing. Like, It's so many factors in trying to trade these guys. One, their, their trade level at this point is like the lowest that it probably has ever been. Two, you're still trying to compete for championships, so you're not just offloading them like you're trying to actually get good pieces. And who who are you gonna get? Like the, the Rockets' biggest issue for me is not well, it is the overpriced contracts of Clint Capella and Chris Paul, especially. The biggest problem is you have no draft picks. Like you have no ways to organically get better. With cheaper players, so then you're stuck always trying to look for the next best thing in the undrafted free agent market. Daniel yeah. House, people like that. Yeah, and they end up dumpster diving, and then they did a halfway decent job of it with House. House has turned into a halfway decent rotation player. We'll see, but because of his two way contract, we couldn't even fully see him fully develop because we had to cut him because his contract was up. Yeah, like. The team, you, oh, it's only one team I really trust with dumpster diving. That's the San Antonio Spurs. Because they didn't found. Listen, Bo- Derek White is a hooper. Patty Mills. Uh, it was some. Boris Diaw was out the league. Uh, it was some documentary that said Green. Patty Mills was probably one of the best scorers somebody had ever seen, but he never got a chance in a real system. Like, in a real system to run it. Yeah. He was always the backup to the backup. Yeah. San and. Antonio. To Daryl Moore, like to Daryl Moore's credit, and to um, the, what's this, the Spurs? R.C. Buford. Yes, R.C. Buford. To kind of go back on the last topic that we had, that's why Magic Johnson should not have had that job, because those guys find those type of guys. Magic wasn't even at the Final Four. Like you know, like Daryl Moore was in the Elite Eight. D- Daryl Moore was like in, in Magic's defense. Daniel House wasn't at the. No, Daniel House wasn't, but these are these GMs are going to small gyms with no ACs, going, going overseas, trying to find the This is not thing. blue chips. Is Magic doing no that? No one's finding neon Bordeaux in the middle no, of the No, they're not finding the next Louisiana. stud. They're not finding the next stud. They're but finding a quality rotation piece. Derek White wasn't – he wasn't drafted. Like, Derek White – uh, another guy saying it. I'm a Spurs. I'm a Spurs fan. So Derek White, Brent, like uh, Bryn Forbes, Bryn Forbes, Ball Bob Marjanovic. Bryn come from is my uh, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Undrafted. Bryn Forbes, Ball Bob Marjanovic. He plays in Philly now. Uh, I love Bobin. Uh, the biggest one paid a hundred dollars for a tryout. Jonathan Simmons. 
was good. Yo, H-Town. but Jono was good until H-Town. Jono left that system. I mean, he didn't do well. We see that, we see uh, that everywhere Lando. with the Spurs. I mean, though. but he's made. I mean, but the, the big thing Pop always says is, you know, we these guys are able to provide for their. Simmons got no. Go get dollars. your go get your money. Like, you know, like he's going to be able to have. He's going to have a. He has an NBA career now. First of all, now this is coming from someone who is not a millionaire, but I feel like you can provide for your family at three point eight mil like you can in twenty point. He should have went to Cleveland. Who? Jonathan Simmons. Oh. To, to be stuck on LeBron. a team going nowhere? No, LeBron <laughs> called him. He went to Orlando when LeBron was in Cleveland. LeBron called him and was like, hey, it would be great to have you playing For with the us. League. He's like, nah, bro. He was like, I got to get that back. $20 million. Hey, go get your money. Hey, man. But Jonathan Simmons is. Hey, man, I'm going to put it to you like this. We got to go to break here in a hot second. Jonathan Simmons went to Smiley High School. You know where Smiley High School is right oh, now? I know exactly where Smiley is. It's shut, closed. Shut down. Shut <laughs> down. Shut down. Down, right. I tell you. I think John that's my mama alma mater. mater. You, you kidding? No, I it think. It might be. I think that's my mother's she alma mater. Well, she went to Forest Brook, which changed from Forest Brook to, to North Forest. And so Smiley's not her alma mater. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. We just. What? I apologize. No. Jono was the last good thing to come out of Smiley before they. I don't out. know what's good has ever come out of Smiley like Jono, ever. Jono was the only good thing to come out of Smiley. Like ever. either way, the Houston Rockets. I don't know how much better they get from here. Like I think next year they win fifty one, fifty two ball games. And you got to think the strength of Harden. The West, the West is gonna be better. You got a team like the Mavs with Luca and Kristaps Porzingis. Do they get a free agent? Is Kristaps going to be healthy? Yeah, I hope he's is not he going to be in jail. <laughs> I hope he's not going to be in jail is the bigger question. All right? And I hope he got to stay off the streets in Latvia because he's getting jumped out there. But hey, they can get Kevin Walker. If I'm in Dallas, I'm not building my hopes on Kristaps. But you got, he got the Mavs going are going to be better. Then you got, like, the Nuggets. Michael Porter is going to be playing. If the Lakers get First somebody. First of all, next year is the Nuggets year. So I mean that's the thing. Like Portland will be back. This is a year where you can't be stagnant. You can't, and they will, and maybe worse. Denver. To wrap this segment up, if I can, you got it. Denver is on par to be the best team in the West next year, simply because they got like a top lotto pick late, and gave him a red shirt year. So a team that was maybe one or two games away from making it to the Western Conference Finals and potentially the finals gets a top three talent. Healthy. I thought Porter Jr. was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Like, he should have been if it like, wasn't for that injury. He's Kevin Durant level good. Like, he's that I watched him level in high talent. school. I watched him in college. That kid is going to be a problem. He's going to be incredible. Word. Like, so to end the second, Houston Rockets, I don't quite know what happens. Either way, got to leave it right there. We will be right back. This is the game plan. Don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the game plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin, T-S-M. Again, that's Alex Goodwin, T-S-M. Follow the show on Twitter at Game Plan T-S-M. 
T as in Tomball, S as in Soccer, M as in Marcos. 830-313-9888. That is our telephone number. Joining us on the phone right now, he is what he's a part of KTXT 88.1 in Lubbock, Texas. My main man, Tobias Bass. Tobias, how you feeling today, man? Good, man. What about yourself? You know, I can't call it. I can't really complain too much, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting right into it. The NBA Finals have began. The Raptors won game one, 118-109. Tobias, what were your thoughts in your first impressions on game one of the finals? Well, I mean, Siakam, he played well. He That was one I mean. He's one of what? Six players or four players to score 30 points in his first game in the finals. And he's also, I think, one of five players in his first three years to score 30 points in the finals. So he had a great game. I mean, he missed with three shots. And uh, the defense the defense was great. I mean, they had uh, Curry. I mean, Curry's going to play well. That's just his thing. But overall, I mean, they were, they were just swarming the ball, guarding, guarding everybody. They're super long. So they were able just to be able to maintain and keep you know, most of the guys in check. What I found the most interesting was the Warriors before that game, they were 30-1 when Draymond had a triple-double. They lost last night, and he had a triple-double. So I thought that was one of the more interesting stats in our opinion. So uh, going into the series, some folks are saying Raptors in six, others are saying Warriors in seven. You know, Tobias, who do you think is going to win this series and why? Yeah, this, this series is very tough. I, mean, I think a lot of people, they were – overlooking the Raptors. I don't know why. I mean, they have home court advantage and they have a whole country behind them. And me, if I was, if I went to Vegas, I would pick the Warriors. I would pick the Warriors. But what is looking right, I mean, I'm going to still pick the Warriors in seven, but I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough series, especially if Kevin Durant doesn't play. So again, so Warriors, correct? Warriors, yeah. Warriors in six? Warriors in seven. Oh, ooh, think they can win the game seven on the road. Yeah, I think I think I think I think Durant has to come back at some point. I think he'll probably come back games three or four, and I think he'll be ready to go. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Again, we're talking to Tobias Bass from KTXT eighty-eight point one in Lubbock, Texas, here on the game plan. Uh, switching gears, we're going to stay with the Warriors. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, his first game back in about a month and a half after a torn quad. What were your early impressions of him, even though he only played about eight minutes? I mean, you could definitely tell he was out of shape. I mean, that's fine. That, that was going to come with him not playing a game in, you know, what, a month, three weeks, something like that. Yeah. So I definitely expect it. I think as the series goes on, he'll start to get back in shape, and, you know, he'll be fine. If I was Kurt, I would just continue to bring him off the bench because I feel like he can bring the spark plug off the bench, especially if he gets his win back. So that's what I would probably do. He'll, he'll be fine as the series goes along. I mean, the biggest thing for me, I think, with DeMarcus Cousins is, like, ultimately he he isn't – at this current point in his rehab and in his, you know, a recovery, he's not going to be that same DeMarcus Cousins that was that is a dominant big, right? Right. But like we were talking about, Kenny, me, me and him were talking about earlier on the show here. Uh, outside of Kavon Looney, who is your second best big, right? Yeah, for sure. And that I mean, it'll probably have to be Bell, Jordan Bell, I would assume. And that may be a problem because they ran Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell was in the starting lineup last night, and Jordan Bell only played about 12 minutes and gave him two points and three rebounds. Like, yeah. Jordan Bell did much of nothing. So, like, yeah. they ran Kevon Looney 28 minutes. Andrew Bogut did not play. And right. Jarebko gave him eight minutes. DeMarcus Cousins gave him eight minutes. Like, 
you know, if in the I think one of the biggest issues I think Golden State has had throughout this run is if teams decide to go big, right? Like we yep. saw it in 2016 when uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder went with Ibaka and Adams, right? Yeah. If teams go big on them, like what is their counterpunch? Like is Draymond Green as great as he is? He's a bit undersized, right? Yeah. Well, so like if yeah, they, Toronto decides to go with a lineup of Gasol and Ibaka, like do does Golden State have a counter for that? I mean, unfortunately, no, they don't. Especially when you're what second or third tallest playing Durant and play Durant average with over a block and a half or over a block this season. So yeah, if Durant was playing, he would definitely be able to help. Especially when Gasol is posting up smaller bigs like Jordan Bell and Draymond, because he could come weak side and help contest. But now that Durant's gone, they already were thin. Now they're a lot more thin with him being in the lineup. Then it makes it tough because. Jordan Bell can't shoot threes. Direct pose, he airballs every other one he shoots, and Bogey can't shoot threes. So Gasol literally can just stay in the paint and block shots. Remember, he's a former defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So when you can't when you can't stretch him to the three point line, he can just sit there and contest everything at the rim. He's just going to be tougher. Than not to mention, you have what three of their five three of their five starters have made an All Defensive Team some point in their career. Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard. And Marcus Hall. Two of them are defensive MVPs. So this is going to be a tough series for them as far as I'm getting to the end. Given talking to Tobias Bass from 88.1 KTXT in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Tobias, again, Kevin Durant has officially now been ruled out of game two. He's expected to return in either 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 game three or game four. What impact do you think he's going to end up having in this series? Do you think he's going to end up being the Kevin Durant that we're used to seeing or some lesser di- diminished version of KD? Um, I think if he does come back, I think he'll be probably close to 100% as possible. I mean, he's coming in to a free agent year, and I know Kurt does care about this player. They wouldn't put him on the floor if he's not ready to go. So if he's ready, if he's available to play in one of those games, three or four, he'll be ready to go. He'll be fine. All right, my next question for you is, uh, we in the last segment we talked about the Houston Rockets, and they've relieved all the other assistant coaches of their duties. Everybody not named James Harden is up on the trade block. Do you think the Rockets will be able to make drastic change to their roster and be able to improve to get over that hump that is the Golden State Warriors? Uh, no, I do not. I actually wrote an article about this, I think, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. The issue with the Rockets is advanced analytics have taken over the game of basketball, and I do understand that they do play a big role to how teams are successful. They actually won the first three teams in the league to get into it. But at some point, you have to learn how to put the computer down and just fine guys are going to play basketball. And with them signing Chris Paul, they owe him over $40 million to the next three years. It's just going to be tough. He's 34, aging, hurts, and makes too much money. So I don't know if a, if a team will want to take him off their um, off their books. Also, they have no first-round picks, and they have no young assets to even you know give up. So you can't give up a Chris Paul and a young asset and a pick because you don't have it. So I think what they're going to have to do, they're going to just have to trade him to a – for example, the Hornets, for example, take a Nicholas Batum, a bad contract, and just see if they can finagle something around that, maybe even try to trade Clint Capella. But at this stage, with the Rockets, I think we're going to, I think we're starting to see the beginning of the end. I don't think they're going to win the series. I think this, this loss is going to set them back in the next five to seven years, in my opinion. All right, my last question for you before we get you out of here. Um, Kawhi Leonard, he's in Toronto. They've made the finals for the first time in NBA history in the whole nine yards. Yet the rumors, they persist. 
Do you believe he ends up staying in Toronto after this season? Um, I, me personally, I think it's going to be a tough decision, but I think he's going to be a clipper. But however, I mean, rich people, they love free things. And you see the city of Toronto, they're giving him, you know, free food for life. They're giving him like a, what, a $20 million penthouse for free. You know, that stuff plays a big role into, you know, his decision. Also, look at the bond they've had. They've had a big bond. They also they had a very good bond over the season. And, you know, they're going to be okay with him sitting, you know, 20 to 25 games a year to help his body rest up. You know, not that many teams are going to be comfortable with that. But I think at the end of the day, I think he will be a Clipper, but it wouldn't surprise him if he stayed in uh, Toronto. All right, Tobias, my man, I appreciate you for joining me. Uh, let the folks know where they can find you on social media. Oh yeah, yeah. Follow me at Twitter on Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass T O B I A S underscore Bass. All right, my man. We appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, man. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the game plan. We will be back with more right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. To the game plan, Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's Alex Goodwin TSM on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Game Plan TSM. T as in Tom Ball. S as in hmm, Stafford. M as in Madisonville. Kennedy. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? Underscore Kennedy Miller. Underscore, underscore Kennedy, as in the former President John F. And the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Miller underscore. All right. All right. You know, one of the roughest parts of the sporting year ends up being like, as the finals begin, there's no more basketball. Right. Don't nobody really care about baseball by and large. I'm sorry, baseball fans, but y'all kind of by yourselves on an island. Uh Football is, you know, OTAs are cranking up. Ain't really much discussion to be had there. All right, that doesn't get cranking up really till July. Right. August. Well, truth, truth be told, September. College football is nothing to discuss. School's out. So, at certain times, we got to manufacture content. You know, get that last bit of Kool-Aid out, out of the pitcher. You know, scrape, right. the, scrape the bowl. So, damn, we scraping the bowl today. And Sometimes that'd be the best part, though. You're not lying. Because it's like right at the bottom. Right, it's right. been sitting there for a minute. Ooh. That'd be the good. That'd be the Ooh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's <laughs> you, get to the best part. You having a moment for a second, right? Yeah, I, I have some flashbacks. <laughs> All right, man. So on Bleach Report today, there's an article entitled, One Trade to Help NBA's Best Superstars Get Over the Top, written by Greg Schwartz. All right? So they got a list of trades here. Kenny, we're going we gonna to discuss them. Yeah. So. A trade between the Blazers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. The Cavaliers would trade Mo Hawkless, Myers Leonard, their draft pick in 2019, which is the 25th pick. So the Portland would trade that to Cleveland. Yes. Okay. In return for Kevin Love. Yeah. I I mean, we, we kind of talked about it yesterday. Kevin Love is a guy that gets floated around to help a contender. I said Houston and OKC, but Portland is another one that needs – 
a big who can space the floor and kind of score on his own. So I would like that. And I and Kevin Love is from the Portland area too. You're right. So I, I think that would be a solid fit. I think the biggest thing, like the contract, is will be a bit of a problem because you've already got Leonard on. Uh, not Leonard, excuse me, Damian Lillard mm-hmm. on on a max deal. You're paying McCollum a hefty amount as well. So especially with Kevin Love, older guy, injury yeah. history is a problem. But he put up 17 and 11 in 27 minutes per game on a bad Cleveland Cavalier team. Right. So if you kind of he gonna he's gonna have a decreased role. So maybe a decreased role and just having a you know at some points spot up and shoot. And if you need to dump it down low. At times, give Lillard and McCullum a break. I think that works. So you're not giving up a whole lot. Right. And I you mean, you still have Plumley. And that's an intriguing front court with Love and Nurkic. And so you. And if they bring Cantor back as well. And if they bring Cantor back as well. And so, you know, you look at how Portland is constructed right now. They're good in the regular season. They might win you a playoff round. And in this case, maybe two. But two undersized guards aren't going to win you a championship if they're your best players. I mean, it's too many things that you can throw at them to neutralize them against a team like Golden State. Like big defensive wins. Like they, they threw Steph, Clay, Iggy. Uh, Draymond can guard him for stretches. If KD was playing, he could have guarded him for stretches. So many people you can throw at them, and preferably, like in their best case, they would get a wing. Like, like I said, I want to say I said it on this show about a month ago, if they had Paul George, they'd be championship contenders. Like, They'd be true yeah. contenders. If they had Kawhi Leonard, they might be in the championship right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they need a wing or a big that can give you 20 a game. And right now, they don't have that. Yeah, I'd agree. Next trade. Okay. So, this is between the Thunder and the Washington Wizards. Do the Thunder get Bradley Beal? They do. Okay. So, the Thunder would receive Brad Beal and Dwight Howard. I forgot all about him. Oh, we, we we totally have. He's been trade. He's been passed around more than this, than a, than a, a box of Newports in jail. He might get passed around more than he's been passed around it. Well, Lord have mercy. We just left church. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I can't tell you what to call him on Twitter. It, it gets downright disrespectful. <laughs> tell me you're a commercial. All right. The most dominant big. Uh, never, never mind. Let's move on. The Thunder would get Brad Beal and Dwight Howard in exchange for the 2019 draft pick, okay, which is the ni- which is the 21st pick, okay. Their 2021 first rounder, Stephen Adams, Jeremy Grant, and Terrence Ferguson. Whoa, you're for a hefty price. That's a lot of pieces. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt you is giving up having to give up Stephen Adams. That's right? two starters, a role player. You said Jeremy Grant, Stephen Adams, Terrence Ferguson, and who? Two picks. And two, two, two first-round first picks. Rounders. For Bradley Beal. Just, I mean, essentially just Bradley Beal. Yeah, because at this point, we, we, we uh, don't think very much of Dwight Howard. He's kind of on the twilight of his career. Most definitely. So the deal is, the Thunder, the biggest issue is, like, three-point shooting. I mean, that would be but, he would be a great addition next to shoots about Paul 39, George. He shoots about 39% from, from the three-point line. And uh, I think, for me, it gives you somebody else that Russ can pass the ball to. And that's important because Russ's game, we don't think is going to evolve to involve a jump shot, right? right? So if Russell Westbrook continues to not be able to shoot the basketball well, Mm -hmm. he needs people who can shoot the ball around him. And next year they're going to be getting Roberson back, hopefully. Yeah, I think 
if they were to do a move like that, the whole dynamic of the team changes. Because we knew this Oklahoma City team post Kevin Durant to be physical, tough, rebounding, defensive-minded team. And losing Steven Adams is kind of like the identity of that team. So you lose Steven Adams, Jeremy Grant's coming off a breakout year, and a young player in Terrence Ferguson. And now you got Russ, Beal, and Paul George. But your front court is going to be really thin in a West that has some quality bigs. You know what I mean? And so it's like, now it's like, well, do you just go with like a full finesse shooting team around Russ and Paul George to kind of like open it up so that Russ will have more people to pass the ball to? Do you do that? Like, there's a whole like, I'm not going to say your whole defensive mentality is gone because Paul George is probably going to get defensive player of the year. Andre Robeson is a great defender, but Steven Adams is that anchor down there, man. Oh, yeah. And, like, Jeremy Grant has got some long arms, and he's very active. So, like, losing those two would hurt. Would hurt, but I think. But Brad Bill, I mean, he's a a 25-a-game guy. Yeah. And this year, like, the only problems we've had with Bradley Bill is he's missed, like, 20 games every year. This year he played 81. So, I think, I mean, I think that's a solid move. So, next up, three-team trade. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Houston Rockets. Oh, okay. So, the Timberwolves would receive the Hawks' 10th, the Hawks 10th pick in draft. And Miles Plumley. Okay. That's what, that's, what, that's what the Timberwolves would get. Okay. The Hawks would receive Clint Capella. The Houston Rockets would get Covington, Torian Prince, Alex Lynn, and a 2022nd round pick via the Timberwolves. Covington and Torian Prince? I don't know. Here's what I'm trying to understand. Like, is this thinking that the people who run the Hawks and the Timberwolves are, like, stupid? Well, it would, like, or is this just, like, how the math matched up? Right. The Hawks giving up their 10th pick. They have two first-round picks. They have the 8th and the 10th, if I'm correct about that. So, giving up that 10th pick isn't necessarily that bad, and they're receiving Clint Capella, right? So, you'd have a lottery pick, Clint Capella, and John Collins, and Trey yeah. Young, and uh, the, guy, the, the white guy, Kevin, Kevin Herter. So, oh, yeah. that's a young core that's like – like John Collins is a is a up and coming uh forward and they really need a center to pair with him. And so if you get a guy like Clint Capella, who basically we we kind of outlined what he was earlier in the show, like just runs to the rim, catches lobs, and you know, he def- protects the paint. So all of that is kind of needed in Atlanta right now. And his game won't have to change that much. As far as the Rockets. Getting Covington and Torian Prince is I like that. That's ideal. That's ideal. Like that's what you needed. But I'm thinking, would is anybody gonna be like, yeah, yeah let's just <sighs> somehow Daryl Morey seems to find a mark time and time and time again. Right. He, I don't. If he's able to find a way to maneuver this. Covington, Torian Prince, and Alex Lynn, was yeah. that it? Yeah, and the 2020 second-round pick. Okay. So, uh, all you got to do is, at that point, you just got to get a, a quality big. And, I mean, you back and running again. 
Yeah, like they're going to be like if that happens, because you that's length and length, that, and they had that with PJ, right? Like that would be really good. They're gonna have to go deep in the luxury tax to make this work. Oh yeah, deep in the luxury tax, and is uh I don't know if a uh, good old Tim is willing to do that. Well, Tim because they avoided they avoided the luxury tax last year, and I think that was. Uh, it's there was some. I was a little bit confused if that's what Tillman was trying to do, if that just happened by accident. Right. I don't well, know. Tillman say this city gonna win a championship, so he seems hell bent on trying to get it done. I would love that trade for the Rockets. Yeah, that's, I, that, that's a I, great I really trade. That's a great trade, but it like in, that's a, that sounds for me that sounds like really perfect on like two K, like right. perfect on two K. But I feel like you know in the real world, people are like we ain't about to give you. Mm-hmm. We about to, like let you. Just... Well, I mean, they're giving up a, a solid piece now. Like yeah. they're not, they're not getting them for. Oh, no, for nothing. The, I think, I think personally, they would get the best out of that deal. Mm-hmm. Like easily get the best out of that deal. Which well, would... I think it would be great for the Hawks. And I think Min- what would Minnesota get again? Just the tenth pick and Miles Plumley. So Minnesota they gets get a, short end of Minnesota gets the top ten pick, and at this point, they need young guys because Wiggins ain't that guy. He's but he's butt cheap. So they're getting a top ten pick in a very good draft and a, a rotational big. The Hawks get a starting center for the next four or five years. Yeah, he's on a he's he's he's, he's locked up for another. And then the, the Rockets get pieces that help them contend. Yeah, I think that we're I, like this is this is a really solid deal for the Rockets. But just for me and knowing how people around the league feel about Daryl Morey, oh yeah, I feel like people would be like this. We are not going to go out our way to help that dude. Right, but. It would be a great trade. Great trade. All right. So, Kennedy, the moment you've been waiting for. All right. Uh, your Lakers. All righty. We have in the trade the Lakers, the Pelicans, mm-hmm. and the Wizards. Interesting. So, the Wizards would receive. So, just, just get ready to be upset. All right. All right. Get ready. I'm glad you're sitting down. Uh, <laughs> the fourth pick in the draft. Okay. Kyle Kuzma. Okay. And Lonzo Ball. That's what the Wizards would get. Okay. The Pelicans would receive Brandon Ingram. Okay. The ninth pick. Okay. And Bradley Beal. The Lakers oh. get Anthony Davis. That's it? That's it. That's all. Wait, we traded Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma and the, and fourth, the fourth pick just to get Anthony Davis, and the Pelicans get Bradley Beal? And Brandon Ingram. I thought it was going to end up Bradley Beal and Anthony Davis on the Lakers. But just Anthony Davis, y'all can kick rocks. And if it wasn't Sunday, y'all might be able to kiss something. Okay? No. That, no, no, no. That ain't how we going to do like this. It. That ain't how we going to do this. Well, why? I'm not trading the number four pick I'm and missing, all I, three guys. I'm antagonizing you right no, now. I, no, I, I, I get it. But, no, they, yeah, y'all can kick rocks. Because... We could keep that number four pick, get a solid young player, and just try and get somebody in free agency. But to trade the fourth and all those pieces just for LeBron and AD? And, like, I mean, at that point, do you get Kyrie Irving? Maybe. But we still don't know. We still don't know about Kimball Walker. Like, And then you would just have a big three. Where's your depth? I can get some shooters to come to L.A. We got shooters to come to Cleveland. But when you're playing teams like Golden State, 
depth is an issue. Toronto, they have a lot of depth. Like Denver, three guys ain't gonna get it done no more when Kevin Durant jumps ship. I feel the disappointment already. Just I was very disappointed by that. I mean, get ready because another month is gonna be more. I feel it. It's gonna be more in about another month. I know. I know, I know. Don't look. Please don't get your hopes up. I, I really don't Listen, want you to. Uh, we can get somebody. You can, but will you? We can. It's like nine guys that are available. Let me tell y'all something. Yeah, the Lakers were saying that in like 2016, and they walked back with Timothy Mozgov. But this and, and, is and, and, LeBron. And Le- this is LeBron, dude. <sighs> Nobody wants to play with LeBron, but they be on the shop. They be they be with him. That's like, the look, they be smoking can, the cigars. You can hang with the homie, but that don't mean I want to work with the homie. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I don't look. I, some of my friends, we can't work together. Like it's just not going to work. I understand? And with LeBron, I think he may be that friend because at that point, if you working with LeBron, it it doesn't working with him does not seem fun. He's trying to win because he he want to win. It ain't fun all the time when you win. No, no, no. But I mean, like, not even. Not not about like the, the the discipline, the hard work, and nothing like that. But I mean, like just everything surrounding right. it does not like. That's why Kyrie Kyrie Irving was like, "Yo, man, get me out of here. I'm, I'm sick of this." And that's when he realized when he got out of there. Now I gotta handle all this because I didn't went to a big market. So when you didn't have to answer the questions with the media after practice and after tough losses, and the leader did. Now you the leader. I think what he didn't like about like sometimes LeBron's leadership style like that. People don't like passive aggressiveness. Of course. Like, so LeBron can be kind of passive aggressive and kind of standoffish. You're like, yo, man, that gets irritating to yo, people. I have listened to countless times when they've been talking to, whether it be Dante Jones, Kendrick Perkins, Kyle Korver, the man – just it, the man is just gonna he's gonna win and everything that he's trying to do is win and when people say that he's trying to take control of the team absolutely not true he actually hates that narrative and he tries to stay away from that narrative but what they said is man all you got to do is do your job just do your job and y'all because he gonna put you in a position to have success now if you don't like what the media says about you I, I can't do nothing for you because I just go to a small market then. Just, I mean, just go to if if that ain't for you, but it, if competing for championships is what you want to do, if if adding to your legacy is what you want to do, because the the reality is, it's not gonna be anymore that LeBron carried you, because LeBron couldn't he carry help. he couldn't carry these guys to the playoffs. So the reality is, like, you might have to take a back seat next year. Because he might have a resurgent year, but yeah. after that, it's gonna be your team. Pretty much, it's gonna be your team, Kawhi. It's gonna be your team, Jimmy, Kyrie, Kimba. You hear me? Go to L.A. You got the next one. Bring the Lakers back. Go on, go on to the next one. All right. So this is uh, three team trade. Okay. <sighs> Milwaukee. Oh. Memphis. Utah. Okay. So here we go. So the Bucks would get Mike Conley Jr. The Grizzlies would get the 30th pick, Dante Exum, Grayson Allen, Tony Snell. Trash. Just trash. But go ahead. 
And the Jazz would get Eric Bledsoe. Mm, that makes the Jazz intriguing. Very athletic backcourt. With him and Donovan Mitchell. Right. A bit undersized, slightly. A bit undersized, but they bring a, a defensive mindset. I think both of them are solid defenders. And, I mean, the Jazz, it, really, they ain't got to be that big on the outside because they got probably oh, the man. best rim protector in the league. Um, As far as the Bucks getting Mike Conley, I, I do think that makes them – it makes them better. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like, oh, they're going to win a champion. Like, they're for sure going to win a championship. But, but it's a veteran presence. It's an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. I'm not too high on Eric Bledsoe. He's just – I mean, he's really athletic. He's but, a clutch guy. Yeah. Clutch he is a clutch sports guy. He's very athletic, but he's very inconsistent in some of the things that – cause for winning basketball making winning basketball plays yeah so i think mike Conley would be a good fit in in milwaukee and help them really contend for a title i like i like that deal i think i, I like the deal personally i think it would work for him that would give memphis two first round picks uh, let's make sure it would give them the number two on the 30th yeah and then hopefully maybe and one of those guys can turn into a exum grayson allen tony snell like tony snell roll guy Exum is uh, forever injured, and Grayson Allen is another. Uh, he he irritates my soul. That's yeah. probably just because he went to Duke and he was just so just. Ugh. Hopefully, one of those guys can turn into a solid rotation piece for them. Yeah, but or I mean, trade bait. Yeah, it's just a salary dump to yeah. get Mike Conley. So the, the, pick, the trade, like the pick, what you want is that thirtieth pick, right? And I think turn some in. Tony Snell is already a decent player, mm-hmm. so that's what we've got so far. Either way, free agency shall be fun this year. And personally, Kennedy, I cannot wait for the free agency bonanza episode. Right. Last year, we got rave reviews. We were on from, I want to say, midnight to 2.30 in the morning. And once Cam Thomas got on, we ended up talking about everything but basketball. <laughs> and to think about the type of things Cam Thomas wants to talk about at 2 in the morning. Mm. I already know. It, it was a lot. I already know. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time here on the program today. Kendy Miller, my man, I appreciate you for hanging out with me. It's been a while. A lot's, ch- a lot's happened in the yes. last month. You graduated from college. Let me clap it up thank for you, you on that, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know? I thank the Lord. I thank it. You coaching now? Yeah. I'm about to start getting into coaching now. Hey, man, listen, don't be one of them coaches jumping up and down, throwing your tie down, breaking your clipboard. I'll, I'll try not to. I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit more patient. But uh, on the inside, I definitely would be doing that. And remember, if you do, you will end up on Twitter. I'll, I'm prepared for that. I am prepared for that. Let's all prepare. All right, man. Where can they find you on on Twitter? Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. I forgot my name for a second. Underscore <laughs> Kennedy Miller underscore. <laughs> underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F. And the former WWE wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Kennedy Miller, underscore. All right, all right. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in Taka. S as in Seagrams. M as in... What's alcohol brand that starts with an M? Um... Masson. Masson. You good. TSM. Follow the show on Twitter. Game plan TSM. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This has been the game plan for Kennedy Miller. Alex Goodwin is my name. We will see you guys next time.